Hi, and welcome to the Trailside Channel. We are so glad you're joining us. God has a place and a purpose for you, and we hope this message helps you find that and know how much He loves you. Thanks for stopping by and enjoy the message. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Good? Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Um, Listen, if you're new here and you haven't had the opportunity to meet me yet, uh, my name is Mikey Smith. I'm our student minister here at uh, Trailside Church. Uh, Sean is about to have a baby in two days. Uh, So, yeah, surprise, surprise. Um, So, I I have the luxury of preaching uh, this weekend, and next week we're going to hear from uh, Marcus Jones. Um, Yeah. Yeah, give it up for Marcus Jones. Yeah, he's in the back. He does our sound. The beard guy. Uh, it's like a Viking. But anyway, so, yeah, so, yeah, my name is Mikey Smith. It's a pleasure. Uh, and we're, we're so excited. We are continuing our series, uh, brand new. If you weren't here last week, let me kind of sum it up for you guys. Uh, Sean talked about the Great Commission and, and how when Jesus died, when he rose, he came and he met his disciples. And he, he looked at them and he said, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, go. You need to go, and you need to go make disciples. And he doesn't give them necessarily a goal. He doesn't say, go make this many, and then you're good. He says, go, and just make disciples. And he gives them vision. And we talked all about how going into 2020 as a church, we, we desire to have vision. We don't want to just set goals, because when you set goals and you meet goals, then what do you do? We want to have vision. We want to move towards this vision of being a church that makes disciples. That's where we're headed. And so this week... Um, I would like to talk about focusing in on one of Jesus' 12 disciples and, and, and kind of walking through his life. And, and we're going to be in Acts 4, so you can go ahead and turn there. Um, we're going to be in Acts, Acts 4, and we're going to talk about Peter today. If you're, if you're new to church and, and, and you've never really heard of Peter, Peter was one of the 12 disciples. Jesus called 12 people um, to, to follow him while he was here on earth. And, and Peter was one of those 12, okay? He was one of the 12 disciples, and, and we're going to focus in Acts, and you might be thinking to yourself, Peter, like, when I think Peter, I think denial. I, I think him denying Jesus three times. I think him cutting off the ear of a Roman soldier, because that's what usually gets preached about when people preach about Peter, when people talk about Peter, because everybody just wants to focus in on where Peter messed up and when Peter made a mistake, and that's how we identify Peter, but we're going to be in Acts 4 talking about Peter, but before we read, I want to provide some context behind the person here. See, I want to just summarize really quick. We're going to go through the life of Peter before this point to give you some backstory of who this guy is and, and what he's done and go through some major events in his life. Okay, so I'm just going to, you can stay there in Acts 4. I'm not going to read any scripture. I'm just going to highlight some stuff for you, kind of go through Peter's highlight reel here. In Matthew 4, we see Matthew's just one of the Gospels. There's four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just four different accounts of the life of Jesus. In Matthew 4, we see Jesus, or Peter, meet Jesus, okay? Jesus comes on the scene in Peter's life. Peter's in the middle of doing what he does on the daily. He's fishing. He's with his brother fishing because that's what they did. That was his job. And, and Jesus comes and meets him, and he says, hey, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And, and so Peter, in that moment, begins to follow Jesus, and he's beginning to walk with, with this Jesus, and he doesn't really know who this Jesus is. And then fast forward a little bit, a couple, maybe a year or so later in Matthew 16, this is like the meat of Jesus's ministry, the middle of Jesus's ministry in Matthew 16. He's starting to do crazy things. He's healed people. He's 
he's spoken and, and taught in synagogues with, with a sense of authority, is what the scriptures say, that, that people just didn't see. And, and he's fed thousands of people with very small amounts of food. He's, he's in the meat of his ministry, and people are starting to talk about who this guy is, and he hasn't really revealed himself. And he looks at his disciples, and he says, who do people say that I am? And again, Peter being one of the, one of the 12, and now there's 12, and Peter being one of the 12, says, who do people say that I am? And, and some of his disciples speak up and say, well, some say you're the prophet Elijah, who, if you know from the Old Testament, didn't actually die, just kind of ascended into, he into heaven um, on a chariot. And, and then Peter speaks up, and Peter says, I say that you are the Son of God. And this is something that Jesus hadn't revealed to them yet. And so Jesus is astonished by this answer. And he looks at Peter and he says, well, surely this is um, something that only the Father could have revealed to you. And then right after that, he looks at Peter and says, on you, on this rock, on you, Peter, I will build my church. Okay, that's Matthew 16. It's the meat of his ministry. And then we're going to jump to a different account, just Luke 22. This is Jesus' last night, and he's with his disciples He's with his 12 disciples at the Last Supper. This is his last night before he's to die. And, and he's sitting at a table, and he, he's talking to his disciples, and he says, one of you is going to deny me. And Peter, you know, in Peter fashion, is the bold one who gets up and says, well, I, I won't deny you. It won't be me. In fact, he actually says, I will follow you to death and to prison, Jesus. And <coughs> Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, um, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And then, a, a different account, but same story in John 18. We see that same very night, Peter denies Jesus three times. And now we're going to read Acts 4. Okay, now we're going to read Acts 4. Again, we're talking about the same Peter here, the Peter who we just talked about. The same Peter here, and what's happening here is Peter had just previously healed a man. He had just previously healed a man. And this is what it says. It says, it says in Acts 4, verses 1 through 12, it says, And as they, they is um, Peter and John, John's just another disciple, says, And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. So now Peter is preaching the gospel. Verse 3, And they arrested them and put them in custody until... The next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and a number of the men came to about 5,000. So Peter is now preaching the gospel and sees 5,000 converts. And on the next day, there are rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with um, Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, when they had set Peter and John in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name do you do this? Remember, he had just healed a man. Then Peter speaks. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation 
and no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So, something doesn't quite add up in my head here. We, we look at the life of Peter as he walks with Jesus, and he's this, this man who, on the front end, looks to have this really great faith, and he confesses Jesus, and he's the first guy to confess Jesus. And Jesus says, on this rock, on you, Peter, you will be the foundation of my church. And that's what the whole first like eight chapters of Acts is, is the laying of the foundation of the church on Peter. That's what it is. And, and then we see Peter, when it, when it comes time to, when it, when it comes down to clutch time, right, we see Peter deny Jesus three times. And, and then we read here in Acts 4, he preaches the gospel. So, so my question when I, when I look at that, my question is what happened? Because the last thing we hear about, well, one of the last things we hear about in the gospel of Peter is denial. And then it picks up with Acts and him preaching. And he sees over a total of 8,000 converts. It's like what happened in between? There are two very significant events that happened in the life of Peter between the time that he denies Jesus and the time that he heals a man and preaches the gospel. Two very significant events that happened in Peter's life, and they're going to come out of the end of the gospel of John. Um, you can turn there if you'd like. I'm going to read a few verses, but I'm going to summarize most of it. The first significant event that we see happens in John 21. Again, this is after Peter's denial, this is after the death and the resurrection, but this is before this incredible bold Peter that we see in Acts. And in John 20, Jesus is just raised from the dead, and when Jesus was crucified, his 11 remaining disciples, because one of them had betrayed him, his 11 remaining disciples had run off and locked themselves away and hid themselves in, in what we call the upper room, just an upper room in the building. Because they were afraid, because they knew that people were going to start realizing that, oh man, these people followed this Jesus and then they were going to go down with them. So they locked themselves away out of fear. And Peter was one of those 11 hiding in fear. And here in John 20, we see the resurrected Jesus appear in the midst of this upper room. They've locked themselves in. We see resurrected Jesus appear to them. And this is what Jesus says in John 20, verses 21 and 22. It says, Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Peter's in this room. Peter is in this room. Receive the Holy Spirit. That's significant event number one. Significant event number two. In typical Peter fashion, he's in this room, and he's received the Holy Spirit, and he's seen and resurrected Jesus. What does he do? He goes right back to fishing. Right? He goes right back to fishing. He goes right back to what Jesus had originally called him from. And in John 21, Peter had now gone right back to fishing. Right? He had gone right back into John 21. Jesus meets him on the shore. And he cooks them breakfast. And we're going to pick up in verse 15 and read verse 15 through 19. And they have a conversation. And this is significant event number two. It says, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Now, there's speculation as to what that these actually means. Some say it might mean the fish that were there. And some say it might mean the people that were with them. But either way, I think what Jesus is asking there is, hey, do you love me more than where you're comfortable? 
and what makes you comfortable? And Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. And Jesus said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And, and Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, tend my sheep. And he, Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And Peter said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This, Jesus said, to show what kind of death Peter was to die to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. So two significant events happen just now. So how do we get from a Peter who denies Jesus three times to from a Peter who had run off, gone back to fishing, to a Peter who is boldly proclaiming the gospel and boldly preaching the gospel and heals people and acts? How do we get to this Peter? Well, in John 20, we see, number one, Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in John 21, we see Peter is given vision, right? And that's what we talked about last week. Jesus came and he gave his disciples vision. Go out and make disciples. And in John 21, this is what Jesus says again for Peter. He gives him vision. He says, hey, feed my lambs or tend my sheep, feed my sheep, shepherd my flock, follow me. And that is the birth of the Peter that we read in Acts, read about in Acts. So we pick back up here in Acts 4, and we're in this incredible passage where, again, Peter just healed a man. He was preaching the gospel, and he's arrested. Him and John are arrested, and um, they're questioned. He said, by what power or by what name did he do this? And, and look at the response. Look at verse 8 in Acts 4. Verse 8. Then Peter, comma, filled with the Holy Spirit, comma, said to them, by the power, by the name of Jesus, whom you've crucified. Whom you've crucified. So, what I, where we're going to go at today is there's three things we see the Holy Spirit do in Peter's life. That kind of gives him this, that, that kind of makes this brand new Peter, right? There's, there's three things we see, and I'm going to give them all to you right now, and then we're going to break them down individually. Number one, the Holy Spirit gives Peter a brand new heart. Holy Spirit gives Peter a brand new heart. Number two, the Holy Spirit gives Peter a brand new perspective. A brand new perspective. And number three, the Holy Spirit gives Peter brand new gifting. Brand new gifting. So we see these three things happen in the life of Peter in between, in between the denial and here in Acts. And let's break down brand new heart really quick. After, after Peter had confessed Christ, after Peter had said, you're the son of God, this is who I say you are, and Jesus looked at him and said, you're the rock of the church, like you will be the rock of my church. <laughs> after all of that, Peter looked at Jesus and said, I will follow you to death in the prison, made this bold claims, I, I will follow you, I will be the faithful disciple, I will follow you, I will not deny you, to death in the prison, and then, and then Jesus, or and then Peter denies him. Denies him. We see there a, a coward in Peter, right? A, a coward in P 
Peter, and then the Holy Spirit comes. And now, Peter heals a man. Preaches the gospel. And then gives all the credit to Jesus. In Acts 3, when he had healed the man, what was happening there was it was a crippled man who was, who was uh, waiting. He was uh, set outside of the gate of a temple. And there was a crippled man. And as Peter and John were walking in, this man was asking for alms. And Peter looked at him and said, I, I don't have any alms, but, but I've got something better. I've got Jesus for you. And he commands him to stand up and walk. And he stands up. He stands up and walk and then walks and then when asked by what power, Peter said it was Jesus. And we see this humble, obedient follower of Jesus in these moments. We, we, in the Gospels, all we really see is a coward, and that's kind of how we've left it. A man who denies Jesus, the man who runs away and goes back to fishing, and then we pick up an axe and we see this humble, obedient follower of Jesus. Peter was given a brand new heart. Let's break down brand new perspective. Now, if, if I were Peter, and, and if I was in his shoes, and Jesus looks at me, and he's like, you're going to be the rock church. Like, I'm going to build my church on you. You know what's happening to me? I mean, I won't be able to walk in the door. Like, I, I, and, and, and Peter... He's told, like, you're going to be the rock of the church. And then in that same passage, right after Jesus says that, he goes on to explain to his disciples that he's going to have to die. He goes on to predict his death. And then Peter looks at Jesus and says, nope, I'm not going to let it happen. Not on my watch. Because I'm your rock, Jesus. Nope, not me. I won't let it happen. And then what? What happens? Peter denies Jesus when he's going to the cross three times. And then the Holy, Holy Spirit comes. And, and, then, and then in Acts, when, when Peter was given the perfect opportunity to take all the credit, get all the glory, he's healed a man. He's now he's, he's eloquently preaching the gospel and, and he was given the opportunity to take all that credit, take all that glory. He says, it's Jesus. It was Jesus. And, and we see this brand new perspective. Do you know how Peter died? Are you aware how Peter died? What did Jesus say at the end of John 21? He says, one day when you're old, a man will carry you to where you do not want to go and stretch out your hands and clothe you. And he said this to show what kind of death Peter was to die. He was crucified. But not just crucified. Peter was crucified upside down by his own choosing. You know why? It's said that he didn't feel worthy enough to die the same way his Savior died. See this brand new perspective that Peter has. So now let's kind of break down this brand new gifting. Um, in Matthew 4, when, when Jesus called Peter to follow him, he, he was a fisherman. That, that's what Peter did. He was an uneducated, uneducated fisherman. That's all he knew. That's what he was good at. That's what he was comfortable with. He was a fisherman. And, and Jesus looks at him and he says, follow me. 
I will make you fishers of men. I would have loved to see Peter's face in response to that. But follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And he says, uneducated fishermen who in Acts, when we pick up Acts, seized over 8,000 converts, preaches the gospel eloquently, heals people. Peter becomes a man that people just want to touch because he's got this kind of, he's got something about him. And we see this brand new gifting unfold in the life of Peter. So let's, let's recap really quick. I know that I've like, thrown a lot at you guys. I've said a lot and I've like, gone to 50 different books and summarized a lot. But the life of Peter is so important. And, and, it's, and in order for us to really understand Peter, we read about in Acts, we've got to know who he was before. Let's recap really quick. Matthew 4, the first thing that happens in Peter's life, right? He meets Jesus. He meets Jesus, and then Jesus calls him, and he starts following Jesus, and then he's the first disciple to actually confess Jesus, and then Jesus says, you're going to be my rock, and then Jesus says, by the way, I'm going to have to go die, and then Peter says, no, it's not me, I'm not going to let it happen, um, and, and then Jesus predicts Peter's denial of him, he says, you're going to die, and you're denying me three times before the rooster crows, um, and then Peter denies Jesus, and then Jesus has raised from the dead, he's resurrected, and his disciples, one of them is Peter, has hidden away in the upper room, has locked himself away out of fear. Peter, or Jesus, meets them in that room, breathes on them, the Holy Spirit. And then Peter, in, in, in normal Peter fashion, <laughs> runs right back to fishing, goes right back to what's comfortable, goes right back to what he knows he's good at. And then Jesus doesn't give up on him and doesn't lose hope in him and doesn't write him off because that's not what Jesus does. And he meets him on the shore and cooks him breakfast. He says, feed my sheep. So about three years ago or so, in, in the life of Peter, we're talking about scriptures, he meets Jesus and, and Jesus says, I'll make you fishers of men. And we see the last, one of the last words Jesus says to Peter is, feed my sheep, tend my lambs. And, and that is the kind of the fulfillment if you would, of the promise Jesus had made him three years ago of, hey, I will make you fishers of men. But, but he does something else. And, it, and it's interesting, and I, I, I think every time I read the Bible, I find a favorite new passage. And John 21's up there, man. Like, Jesus meets him on the shore, and he has a conversation with him, and he asks him, do you love me? Three times. What, what is that about? Hmm. Hey, um, hey, hey, man over there. You, you followed Jesus, right? No, nope, not me. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I do. Hey, hey, um, guy over there, you, I saw you with Jesus. No, it wasn't me. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I do. And one final time, hey, God, you followed Jesus. Curses out a 12-year-old girl, says, no, it wasn't me. 
Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And I, a couple weeks ago when I was preparing for this and I got to that part, I just was like, golly, I started getting emotional when it got to me. And I was like, because I all too well relate to Peter in that moment. All too well relate to Peter in that moment. I look back at my life, not even, not even before I was a believer, but even as I walk with Jesus, I am, I look at him and I, I can count time and time again where I've denied Jesus. But I just didn't care. And, and Peter denies Jesus three times, and not only denies Jesus three times, encounters the resurrected Jesus gets the Holy Spirit breathed on him and then still runs away in fear and goes right back to fishing. But Jesus doesn't give up on him and he doesn't, doesn't write him off and he doesn't lose hope. And Peter, and I'm thankful to serve a God who doesn't do that. I'm thankful to serve a God who won't give up on me, man, because if he did, I'd be lost and but no, he meets Peter where he's at. He meets Peter right where he's at, right there on the beach. He goes <coughs> to Peter. And so the big question that you need to ask yourself today and, and to kind of see how all this applies to us. The big question that you need to ask yourself today is, number one, um, what do you need the Holy Spirit to make brand new in your life? And, and, and honestly, to really get to the root of that question, to, to, really, to really understand, you need to ask yourself this, where in your life have you denied Jesus? Where in your life have you denied? Maybe, maybe you're the person in the room who you can't really narrow that down to a specific area of your life because you've been spending your whole life denying Jesus. And like you've been spending every day of your life denying Jesus. Maybe you even spent some time in your life trying to prove that Jesus wasn't real. And you've been running, you've been denying daily denying Jesus and I want to encourage you with this and that you need to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a brand new heart and I say to you what Peter said in Acts 4 at the end of verse 12 there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved that verse Genuine confession of faith. Maybe you were in college, or maybe early in your adult life. Maybe 
make it all about you and what you get out of following Jesus. You know what Peter got out of following Jesus on this side of eternity? You know what he got? Crucified upside down.
Thanks so much for listening. We hope you were encouraged by the message and you feel closer to Christ than you ever have before. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit us in person, or help support our mission as we seek to love Jesus, serve others, and live unified, check us out online at trailside.church, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you again soon.